Hey, so this is a really highly experimental uh, camera in the hammock setup. I could probably give a epilepsy warning or seasickness. <laughs> but I'll try to stay still unless I get really excited. Because it is a very exciting topic I want to share with you. Well, first of all, the reason for the whole hammock setup is I thought, aw, it would be nice to have you just, you know, chilling in the hammock, uh, sharing a cup of tea over here with me. So. Let's see how this goes. Yeah, and the uh, topic I wanted to share about is, is an update on the Delta at the same time as one of the most significant transformations I've experienced in a very long time, if ever. Obviously, they're all quite unique and different, and this one is very unique in a way that a lot of the other, like I transform all the time. I like transforming, right? I'm always in these group programs and things. and But it's always, I have an internal shift, a paradigm shift, you know, and eventually, slowly, um, externally circumstance change. But this time, you know, there's a significant internal shift and I came home and I just significantly also have changed my life in many ways. So. I'll share all about that um, through the lens of the Delta and just a bit of a catch up on my, I was in Australia and everything that transpired there. Might not be coherent <laughs> at all times, but um, bear with me as I'm still unraveling everything that happened. So the Delta, I moved into position one, which was um, the root chakra and the physical. Um, taking care of my physical body, being in the body, making sure the material world, you know, there's anything out of order, taking care of that. And that's the week when I uh, flew off to Australia. In, in, uh, as one uh, other, my other Delta flyers mentioned, it was funny because position one is you fly by yourself in the front of the Delta. And it was literally within hours after I stepped into that position that I literally flew off on the airplane. So the following day, I went to a temple night and my friend organized. Um, I believe in various videos I've already mentioned a transformative retreat I was invited to participate in here at the start of October. Uh, my friend does um, kind of goddess activation, Lemurian remembrance work that went over, way over my logical mind but the energetic, emotional, and just felt sense changes were undeniable. So I felt really strongly called to uh, continue to connect with those women, uh, with my friend Myra, and to just be in that energy in the circle. So I went and participated in a temple night. And again, it was just, you know, a lot of energy moving, a lot of stuff happening. and met another bunch of incredible human beings. And I wasn't the only one that said, like, the following day I woke up as if hungover. It was just so much that shifted and moved. And I continued to be in the state pretty much the whole week. I slept for about 12 or 14 hours a day. Uh, but by now, I know enough not to question it, you know. Stuff's moving. I don't need to know what's moving. I don't need to know what's happening. All I, need, all I know is that I need sleep, so I sleep. So it was really... Again, very much a match to the Delta position, you know, 
physical, taking care of the physical. The mind doesn't know, nothing happening on emotional plane, just the physical to work itself out. Um, yeah, and it was great to reconnect and um, another powerful experience beyond mine. I don't, I don't know what happens. <laughs> Something happens. That's how I tell everybody. Just try to encourage them to give it a go. And then the following weekend, I booked myself in for another kind of guided, was guided to find this retreat, uh, tantric meditation. So not neo-tantra, I learned this term. Neo-tantra refers to the sexual practices, you know, brought into the Western world these days from the Asian traditions. So this one was more traditional tantra, so um, embodied meditation, lots of chanting, lots of energy movement. Really enjoyed it. Um, I was drawn to it because like it was kind of like uh, not very not very much advertised. I found it through clicking a million links and somehow landed on it, and I just really felt called. And the fact that it was kind of cryptic also appealed to me. I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. Um, and I think what really caught my eyes it was like silences and courage to help travel within and out. I don't know about you, but the last this October, November was so like it was like a a constant vortex. And I, you know, through the previous videos that you've been watching, I've already worked my uh, worked through the whole acceptance of the chaos and the vortex, and and, and had my own paradigm shift around that. But still, <laughs> felt like a little bit of a respite with being in order, you know. So it's like okay, three days going in inside myself, which is going to be great. So that's why I booked in. Um, I went, and first of all, yeah, I really enjoyed the the meditations themselves. Very different to say Vipassana, where it's like long seats, just just with yourself. This is uh, shorter seats, guided, small circle, all very experienced meditators. So there is also this field that helps you drop in really quickly, and um, and you know, again, another outstanding bunch of human beings. I'm just so feel so blessed that I just seem to be, you know, not necessarily connecting for a long time, but just finding myself surrounded with really amazing people lately. Um, and yeah, on the second day, well, first of all, um, I'll try to piece it all together. Because I've done a little bit of Tantra meditation uh, back some years ago. Um, uh, with a teacher online only, so just courses and virtual retreats uh, called Reggie Ray, who brought the Vajrayana tantric tradition to the West. Um, I really enjoyed it because as a human design project, I only have Ajna and Throat defined. So having uh, a meditation that's always like really going inside the body and feeling all the sensations of the body, I found extremely beneficial. And back those years ago, he already released a course called Somatic Descent, which is um, so some of those body-centered meditations, but also leading to um, a way of life where you give up the agency of your life from your mind to the body. But I went you know, about halfway into the course, didn't keep with it, and just forgot about it. So then I arrived at this retreat where it's a slightly different type of uh, tantra, but the same principles, and I find myself straight away like there was this whole body remembrance of all the you know the central channel the seating uh, there's the updraft of energy in the central channel that's supporting me in the meditation it's so easy to go in to stay in it so 
and then uh, obviously you know all the memories of the Reggie Ray's teachings came back so then on day two so there was one piece and then on day two uh, is the retreat was with Miroslav Petrovic Petrovic uh, we'll save. I'll, I'll put a link in the video description below. I mean, I keep saying that, and I don't, but I'll start doing that. Uh, really amazing. So yeah, he does public speaking out of presence. That's what originally attracted me to his work. So that's how I found the retreat, which isn't about public speaking. It's just about his core passion of 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 this tantra, awake awareness kind of um, practice. Uh, so yeah, he played for us uh, a talk. By, by Mike Snyder, which is a banjo man from Tennessee, who without much exposure to Eastern philosophies and all these theories, um, found himself enlightened. And I found it incredibly refreshing him explaining in his own terms um, what happened to him in simple terms. And yes, it was some of the things he was saying, but it was also some of the things he was saying that was validating the experiences I was having in the last few months that I wasn't exactly sure about, or I was doubting. And that was like epiphany, huge epiphany. Because what was happening to me, is, as I was already sharing a few times, is, you know, this states of bliss would come come and go at first, so I thought, oh, grace is visiting, wonderful, but then they would stay, and they would be like, oh, wow, okay, I can not just lay there blissed out, but I can get up and function, and be in the world in a state of bliss, I was really, I mean, this is what drew me out online, and, and, and wanting to share, and and dive deeper for myself into, like, what's going on, but then along with it came also, you know, a lot of, like, well, this is it. This is just big experience of bliss. Like, I don't want anything. So, the, the, like, the productivity dropped off. Like, I'm just laying around enjoying most of the time because why would I want to be doing something else to achieve some result that would supposedly make me happy if I'm the happiest I've ever been right in this moment? So, these are all the things where I'm like, uh, you know, what's going on? You know, aren't I supposed to? Even if I'm like, you know, achieve a certain realization, am I not supposed to be of service or spread the word? Or, and here I am just laying like more and turning more and more into vegetable in this very same hammock. So these are all the doubts rushing through my mind as those experiences were visiting me. So yeah, with the Benjamin talk, it's not like he, I have to listen to it again, it's not like he is specifically addressed those states but the way he was describing it what i got out of his descriptions was like no this is it. <laughs> this is it just the pure bliss of being is is not so much the ultimate goal i mean is there even an ultimate goal at all but it's like it, it's one of the experiences or, or the, the experience of um You know, on the way to realization, so to speak, or part of the. And I understand the full realization is when you know, listen, I was as I was trying to deconstruct. It's 
especially the last couple of weeks. I've been listening to a little bit more material on the jinkies, uh, specifically the Bliss jinky, where it says the acidic state is where the awareness lets go and there's no longer a need center. And the Benjamin spoke uh, at length to that. He goes, at the end of the day, you realize that it's the me that is the problem. And as long as there's a me, you know, you're not quite there yet. So yeah, I very much still have a me. But that me, the way he said, is like an, at some point you will open your eyes and it will be stillness looking out through your eyes. Just, and it, you know, not ambivalently, inequivocally, dispassionately, just like neutrally, just not so much even neutrally for me, it's really blissfully looking out at everything out of stillness without any judgment and you know, deciding this is good, that is bad. And the way he also talked about it is you, you open your eyes and you start seeing, doesn't matter what you're looking at, you're seeing you. And for me, I have to admit that still an intellect, like I understand intellectually, you know, the one consciousness and us just being little points of experience within this one consciousness. But I don't have it as an embodied experience. But like as I'm looking at things, I can kind of feel like, okay, that's us all within the soup of consciousness, but I don't yet feel like, okay, that, that's as much me. Yeah. Definitely the identification with me is still there, but the the pure joy and bliss of being without any uh, other desire is, is very much like I just got that validation and this is, it's okay. Like let, let this come. Um, it's a necessary stage, state, whatever it is, but not, not to resist it, not to make it wrong. Well, not to make anything wrong, I guess, is the... Is the, is the overarching idea, not to make myself wrong, not to make any experience wrong. Yeah, so that was a big one, like the third day of the retreat, I was just like, I don't, I'm like, I don't even need to meditate anymore, I'm just sitting there. Just uh, like, as one of the other attendants said, just abiding, I'm like, yeah, exactly, just abiding, just sitting there, in the pleasure of just being, you know, experiencing the sights, the sounds, and all the beautiful things. So yeah, and that was the experience. And then, but uh, and then by day three, what really came to me because you know the Regeneration teachings came back to me because it was a tantric retreat. They supported me in meditations and going deeper. And at the end of the retreat, I'm like, wait a minute, the jinkies have been talking all along about the the living from your body. Like so, like the body knows best. You gotta listen to your body. But they talk about it, and it's like, well, how do I do it? Especially if I'm not, you know, by my human design, doesn't really have any internal authority to refer to. In fact, they said, don't. <laughs> if you're a mental projector, whatever you do, don't listen to your instincts or your gut or whatever. So, or your emotions. So I was like, okay, doesn't mean a bit of a pickle, doesn't it? And so I remembered Reggie Ray, Somatic Descent. I actually had the course all along on exactly how to, you know, give over agency of my life to the body. So in all earnesty, I came back, I, I started listening to the course, and that just was another mind-expanding, mind-blowing experience. Um, straight away, like, the wherever, however far I went, I got 
years ago, I was already straight away there. Like I can feel the cells, I can feel the awareness inside the body. Uh, the primordial soma, like I said, the, the, the central channel updraft, like it was all, it was always like whatever skills or however, how I got, like it's always, the body always remembers and it's really nice. And yeah, and so far the few, the few sessions that I've done, you know, with the supplicating to the body, bringing your concern or just, just like sitting with it the way that Reggie describes has produced, it produced um very surprising visions it produced um incredible like flashes of ideas and stuff so i'm super excited ah, and then how it ties back to the delta is because you know at the start of the retreat i shifted out of the physical and went into uh, position two uh the sacral which is the theme of the week was meant to be relationships you know, and maybe some difficulties would have come up in the relationships, how to um, behave graciously in relationships. And at the follow-up sharing, I was like, you know what, it's my third delta, and at the end of the third delta, and every single other time, the week was always spot on, even if I didn't read about what the position was, like the, the theme of the week was like matching to the theme of the delta I was meant to be working through that week. And I was like, but this is the first week where it's like, it just doesn't. There wasn't any relationship difficulties. There wasn't, there wasn't even any relationship on my mind at all. And it did cross my mind. I didn't say it, but one of the other ladies in the Delta did say it. So it must be true, <laughs> since it's a shared thought. That I was, in fact, working on the most rela important relationship of my life. A relationship to myself and to my body. And, uh, and even Reggie Ray says, like, with this kind of work, uh, it's um, it's like beginning a new relationship with the lava, and that's how I feel. Like right now, I feel like oh, I go avocado, I'm listening, and now you go, now you know. Uh, what can I do for you? That's something special. So yes, I'm super excited, especially like I said, because it's Binky's alludes to it in, a, in many different ways, in many different passages within the Dinky. And I finally feel like, oh, now I finally know how, and I'm doing it. So much so that, yeah, it's uh, one of the many inspirations I got this week as I started doing this work, is to bring this the somatic descent practice into, like before I was just going to be do the Jinkies guide, but now it's like, okay, if I really, I'm embodying bliss more and more. I've been reading about it. I, it, it, I, I get the mechanics of it, so it's very exciting to, to now be able to explain to people, okay, this is how it works. And also, now I'm seeing more clearly, okay, the little, little pillars. I'll find a better word for it, but pillars so far is good. Like, what's the pillars of this blissful existence? And, um, yeah, I'm excited to be bringing out, even though it's, all of it is somebody else's work. Like I'm not breaking any new ground there. Just to put it together in what I believe to be the key components of living a blissful life, of um, progressively getting to this embodied state, which I, you know, obviously still firmly believe is the solution to all the world's problems and all your personal problems as well, because if you live in bliss. What other problems do you have? You can do 
in prison, you can be all on your own, you can be, you know, life, whatever life throws at you, being blitzed, not only it doesn't rattle you so much, I do believe that this frequency also has the power to shift, shift whatever it is that you're coming across. So yeah, and another, and another really, so yeah, fully reinvigorated, redoing the website, all of these things are coming through, all coming together and kind of like a unique um, body of work I'm really excited about. Uh, and yeah, some of the bigger changes as I came back is my evolution is simplicity and every other GT, I kind of like, I get it, you know, and I get the principle of this one, but then I was like, there's just no way. I mean, other people say I live simply, but I don't think I live simply. Like, I just want to do too many things. I got multiple businesses. I got just, uh, my brain just wants to learn it all and know it all. And there's no way, like, a life complexity is just, I resign myself to the fact that it's a scale, you know. And so I'm somewhere on the simplicity of the complexity of the scale. It's not an, a black and white state. And yeah, I'm just somewhere along the scale, but maybe closer to simplicity than most people, but by my estimation, still pretty, pretty close to complexity. Until, like I said, this retreat and this experience and I came home and there was absolutely no need to like discipline myself and cross things off my schedule because it was before it was like, no, I don't want to let go any of it. Like I want to learn it all. Um, and now it's just like, I don't want to participate in any of it. Crossing things out, leaving social networks, saying no to engagements. Just, just, it's just like this, this it, you know? It's just, I guess there's two ways. Like you can, there's, you can contemplate a jinky and through contemplation, something unlocks and then some, you, you shift. In, in that spectrum of from shadow to, to gift. But it's even more exciting where, like, like I said, what I feel like happening right now, I wasn't actually looking at that jinky at all. Like I was just doing, you know, going where the universe calls me and answering the call. And then, bam, like I just feel like I had, uh, without intending on it, a massive a breakthrough in my evolution sphere from complexity. There's still ways to go, obviously, like, you know, I guess the ultimate simplicity is me turning into a vegetable in a hammock, and we'll see if that's, if that's my life path or not. And another really interesting development, which I totally didn't expect, is um, through my somatic work, I had a vision of moving. And you think, like, well, where else would I move from here, right? It's already pretty much paradise. And it is paradise, but uh, there's a few little things. Like I started with my neighbors, because I, I do like, I like to pretend I'm in the jungle and it's quite jungly, especially the other side, there's um, empty lots, but that side isn't. Like I actually have neighbors. It's big lots and I keep mine very bushy and it is very, very remote. So it's just kind of like a semi-rural place. Uh, because people, even now that I'm thinking about moving, people are still cautioning, like, just don't, just, you can't just go by yourself, live in the jungle. You need to be in, a, in an expatriate uh, community of some sort to stay safe. 
so yeah, and yeah, and the neighbors like, yeah, they just don't like my chickens. It's not so much the chickens as the roosters, but I'm just so immersed. It's been ten years. They're like it's. I see them as my animal aura. There is Polina, and then there's my you know, immediate aura, and then there's my grander animal aura that just, I just can't imagine. Not just energetically, but it's also a lifestyle, I feed off eggs, like I can't imagine eating any other way. This is, we have a over 10 year old symbiotic relationship. So yeah, that was the first little, oh, I need to move, because they continue to complain subdivision rules and I just don't like I don't like to be a pest in anyone's life you know they are trying to trying to just um, radiate goodness and trying to kind of understand that I'm I'm causing someone lack of well-being rather than improving it which is not nice I mean you can't please everybody but I'm still trying to be conscientious yeah and then this uh, and then just the desire to live on a fertile land because here you can see it's just rock and it just continues so for you know, hundreds of meters in. So yes, I do. I did manage to grow a food forest, which I hope if I do sell this and move somewhere else, somebody else gets to enjoy. But yeah, knowing that Vanuatu is like extremely fertile soil, living somewhere. And then I started looking. So I don't know. And then I I didn't want to go to. I mean, it's kind of funny, especially if you live in a city uh, and come here to the capital, it's like 20,000 people, little city and village. But for me, it's it's become too, like, one, going there once a week is stress. I, I don't want to. I feel like after I go, I need to feel like I need to recover. And again, I understand, like, if I was completely self-contained and in my center, it shouldn't matter, but then... Why, why do I need to protect myself? Like, why not move somewhere where I don't have to protect myself, where it's just naturally, you know, um, flowing and beautiful and, and spacious, like I feel inside. So, yeah, contemplating moved to another, to another. First, I wanted to, like, completely go bush. I'm like, that's it. <laughs> I just want to bliss out on being. I don't need anything else. But again, a friend said, look, it's very hard in Vanuatu if you go completely, like, um, not so much even into the wilderness, but like other islands where expatriates don't live very much or by yourself. So there is another one that's more larger island, but smaller, much smaller town, um, very spacious. Yeah, and then I shared with a few people, and all the feedback I got so far is like, oh, yes. You'll thrive there. It's just, it's so you. You should. And then I started looking at some pieces of land there. And then saw that the, it's very well known for like blue holes, like real, this crystalline, out of this world, uh, light blue uh, rivers and, and, and plunging holes. So I saw some pieces of land, you know, with those rivers. And I was just like, this is it. I've done my seashore. It's not actually my design, but seashore. My my design is the valley. And then I understand a lot of the times rivers do run in the valley. So, yeah. Feels the line. And it's interesting, you know, because, as I said, I had no desires. And honestly, it, you know, my desire would have just been to stay here. I don't know. I'm going to move the whole 
to chicken and ducks to another island like i have no idea because obviously it's a lot of complexity i have to start building and, and, and creating and you know another another outdoor living space like i enjoy here so yeah i wouldn't say like oh it's a desire but this is exactly the practice not the practice but kind of the confirmation where it's it really isn't like a desire or i'm gonna like how to make it happen now it arose especially it arose out of the experience of somatic descent and meditation as a flash as a as a vision and i'm not concerning myself like obviously i started asking and looking but i'm not concerning myself with how i'm concerning myself even i don't know have no money for it i just replaced the roof on this house like i'm 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 uh, back to zero but no concern about that so if it's a vision and if it's you know the universal alignment fooling me that that's what i need to do next i believe everything will be provided and that everything will be uh orchestrated in the best possible way so or maybe it's just you know a flash of the ego or something wanting something different or some sort of a unexpected transit that i've been affected by some sort of a channel of newness <laughs> got closed for a couple of days so we'll see it's nice to commemorate it here on video exactly this moment and how it how it is and how i feel about this this idea and uh, see in six months time or a year's time where i find myself in relation to that idea um yeah well, it'd be nice to make it exactly half an hour. So thank you very much for listening. It's been a pleasure to share, to dissect. And I wish you great epiphanies and simplicity and peace.